0: There is probably no more of a hot and trending topic in the insurance world these days than cyber liability and data breach and cybersecurity as well. This episode is definitely going to scratch your itch if that is something that you want to hear more about. Welcome, folks, to the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we take our listeners from captive to indie to market domination. I am your host, James Jenkins. Thanks for joining us for episode 48 episode 48 that is right we are getting all the way in uh, to the nitty-gritty the nuance in this episode Uh, brian fritton my guest for this episode is the co-founder and ceo of havoc shield a technology forward cybersecurity firm that is very useful both for the retail independent agency as well as the clients, the businesses that are actually uh, purchasing and using Havoc Shield's uh, services and, and their very slick technology. So a couple of housekeeping items. Join us Wednesdays 11 a.m. Central on uh, on Zoom is where we're meeting. I'm trying to figure out the best way uh, to get this out. We might be using StreamYard or something else to make Uh, these uh, shop talk calls more accessible but anyways check out our group on Facebook or my page uh, or the email list for the link to join us every Wednesday at 11 a.m central for shop talk Uh, you can come to hang out and be a wallflower or if you want to engage in conversation of course you are welcome to Uh, this uh, is an FAQ sort of thing as well as whatever the topic ends up being I don't set the agenda the people that show up set the agenda so love to connect with you then Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already drop a review if you'd be so kind and share afp uh, with somebody who needs to hear this content uh, this is always going to be useful and it's always going to be free so glad to have you with us on this journey i am truly grateful for each and every one of you this is a whole lot of fun as we close in on fifty thousand downloads in our first year just hear me say that thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart this is a humbling process i'm Really grateful to be able to do it with you. So let's drop right into the episode with Mr. Brian Fritton of Havoc Shield. This is episode 48 of the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go.
1: There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry, those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom
0: Podcast. There is so much I wish I would have known before I made the freedom jump to the independent side. I mean, even now I feel like I'm learning something new every single month.
1: We're all about helping insurance agency owners and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your
0: freedom. My team and I replaced six years of captive agency revenue in 17 months with Riskwell. 17 months, man, it's crazy. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and what I've learned along the way.
1: We lay out a blueprint of how to make your freedom jump
0: from captive to indie to market domination. I'm bringing you colleagues from markets across the country with dozens of different specialties. They're eager to share their stories and best practices with you. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. So when when we start talking about all this stuff i don't have anywhere to go other than to say congratulations on being the first interview guest ever uh that i have brought on the show from a recruiter uh you know (laughs) someone who is doing the the calling and setting up emails honestly i usually ignore those and don't even Mm -hmm. reply to them Uh, but your profile and what you're doing with havoc shield it it piqued my interest almost immediately and then you know the conversation went well and you're obviously you're here now so uh congratulations on being the first uh the, these are almost always organic things that just develop naturally but uh you and I have literally never spoken before so uh no pressure but you're the first
2: <laughs> thanks man yeah i mean uh the, the agents we we use uh i think focuses on quality of their uh their folks like me rather than quantity yeah. and uh you know we're we're uh, a newer participant in the insurance industry, so we get just as much out of this conversation as you know your listeners do. So it's it's honestly a good opportunity for us to kind of learn more about what's expected in the industry and and help to build stuff that you know ultimately we want to
0: we want to roll out. Awesome. No, so you go to the trouble, and uh, first off, let me just introduce here: is your last name Fritton or Fritton? How do you pronounce it? First one's right, Fritton. Yeah. Fritton. Okay, so folks, this is Brian Fritton. He is the founder and CEO of Havoc Shield, which is a cybersecurity consulting and uh, and professional services we'll get into. Uh, I, I did some research and honestly, I just thought it was very interesting and relevant, especially in the context of cyber liability insurance and data breach and how that whole thing happens for our listeners, our freedom jumpers, and your clients. Uh, so... Brian, you engaged with this uh, booking agency uh, basically to, you know, get the word out about you and your company and get these interviews lined up. So I'm sure there's an element in here where you are making people aware of your products and services. Uh, and I'm totally fine with the pitch. You feel free to pitch at whatever point you want to. Um, I, I think everything that you're doing with Havoc Shield is, is definitely worth investigating, even if uh, an insurance agent isn't uh, particularly interested or ready in being a, a a client, a customer of Havoc Shield, just being aware of what you're doing and of the cybersecurity side of the equation, I think is really important. So thanks for yeah. being here and spending your valuable time with us. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation.
2: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, you know, we try to lead with help, uh, whether customer or not. So um would love to uh, talk about what's, uh, what small businesses, including a lot of your listeners as businesses themselves are, are facing nowadays, right? Like the reality is Verizon, IBM, a bunch of different respective institutes have it at slightly different numbers, but they all kind of average out to the fact that about half the time that a successful attack occurs, it occurs against a company with less than 300 employees and uh so that's devastating right that's devastating those types of small businesses they don't have the types of resources that their larger counterparts do to uh to defend and recover uh, and that's why we built the business right we care about keeping people in jobs and uh if you get attacked you know uh it's it's gonna it's gonna suppress if not possibly uh you know eliminate the the possibility of keeping people around inside that business so we take our mission really really seriously and we saw some component problems on the the uh you know the insurance and risk side as well right like applicants more and more are confused and frustrated with what are necessary growing requirements mm-hmm. and uh and we think that we can help people on both sides of the table so that's why we're getting involved
0: I love it man it it is great to have other voices in the conversation that are coming from a different direction but are complementary to the message being presented Uh, To the insured, to the buyer of an insurance product, of, you know, hey, these are steps that you can take to minimize and transfer risk to make it less likely that you ever need to use your insurance program. And when you do, you're able to have greater, you know, cost stability and have a better experience overall. So, uh, why don't you tell us about Havoc Shield, what it is, exactly what solutions you're delivering to the marketplace, and then we can use that as a springboard for the rest of the conversation.
2: Sure. Yeah, so the origin story is it's kind of a personal pain, uh, you know, scratch your own itch type of business. I I'm a multi-time founder, software engineer by trade. Um and I was always the guy that ended up in the hot seat in like smaller businesses. Um I was in a in a lending business before, uh and then in a uh uh a, a B2B SaaS business that worked heavily in enterprise and and political data science. And so we held a bunch of either cash or really, really private information. <clears throat> and I was always the guy that was the most technical leader in the room. And so I got stuck with the security topic mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, what we found is that it's no longer just, a you know, uh, something that you can kind of ignore until, you know, you, you grow big, given, given the seriousness of the threats out there, you have, IT directors, COOs, you know, um, CTOs, uh, you know, people who are responsible for the health of their businesses looking for help uh, in security because, you know, they've had a couple of scares before and they recognize like the the impacts could be really quite serious. Or, you know, they're being held up by what we would call a triggering event, which is like, a customer said I need to, and I can't win new revenue without getting serious about my cybersecurity program, especially nope. if you sell the larger businesses or you interact with partners like carriers, for example, who are forcing, uh, you know, a lot of folks in the insurance uh, brokerage space to uh, get more serious about their own protections in place before they're going to, you know, uh, approve new products for them. Um, so we saw all those things and then we saw that, um, Uh, what's out there today is either like pretty expensive contractors or, uh, a hard to find security hire, which, you know, if you go with a contractor, that's going to be great work. You know, people do fantastic work, but it's expensive and they're booked for months and months and months in advance, given the demand for that type of talent as a small business. You're not going to be able to find someone, uh, you know, for less than probably 200, 250 K a year, uh, to come and work for you directly. And and you probably don't need someone full time. And then the products sphere out there is super fragmented. and A lot of the security industry is just built for larger businesses. Um, and some of it's coming around to smaller businesses now, but it's still like really piecemeal and it's not planned. You know, you don't know what to do for a second, third, you don't know what vendor to select. You don't know what's just configuration on the stuff you already use versus something you got to buy brand new. And so we took all of that, that giant ocean of complexity that are all these questions and those, those forcing factors. And we did what kind of like TurboTax did for tax prep. They took this ultra complex process that kind of takes an expert to, to get uh, through the pipe that you have to do on a regular basis. And uh, we took that model and we took that complexity and we baked it into a step-by-step plan uh that your intern or your front desk person could manage. And it's a professional plan developed by certified security pros. Um, hmm. That's the core product. Um, on the insurance side, we said, hey, you know, like we have customers ask us often about, you know, the requirements that their uh their brokers um have put forth on a new application. Uh, Can you help me with those? And the answer has always been you know, yes, but we don't have an exact product for that. But when we talked to a, a, a number of folks that probably look and act similar to a number of your listeners, we kept hearing a pattern of like, um, applicants are getting really uh, like kind of pissed about these growing requirements. You know, it used to be like, you know, two questions somewhere on the application to 20 across multiple pages and they don't know what they mean. And they don't know if they met those requirements. And then if they don't, they don't know how to get to a place where they've done the homework satisfactorily where they can get approved. Yep. And we all know that carrier denials have just like gone crazy in cyber right now, right? Yep. But it's a super lucrative growing by billions annually product. Yep. So we build a couple of products that front end, that core um, platform that we build that help educate users uh, about what their requirements are, map specifically to your carrier requirements, help them know where they stand and then help them do the homework with Self-serve modules in our SaaS product uh, that wraps it all up and gives you the evidence you need to go directly to underwriting.
0: Hmm. No, I love that, man. It is anything we can do to make the process be faster and easier uh, for the retail agent for the policyholder. Because you're absolutely right. You know, I, I've been uh, in the insurance game for about nine years. I've been really focused on cyber and data breach as a as a big piece of the operation for three. And in the last three years, man, there's been serious transformation in the way cyber and data breach insurance uh, is, is designed from a product standpoint and the way that it's underwritten and certainly on the sales and marketing side of things. And you're absolutely right. It is getting increasingly harder just for, you know, routine mom and pop retail all the way up to the, the larger, more complex operations just to find a good policy that has the right coverage with the right limits and sub limits and endorsements. Uh, at a, a price that they can reasonably afford and just right. getting a simple approval now is harder than it used to be. You know, e- even Chubb, which uh, Chubb is my favorite direct carrier for uh, cyber liability and data breach, uh, then we use a, a MGA, a managing general agent called Pro Riders, which mm-hmm. you're probably familiar. Uh, sounds like you're using the terminology that all of our our listeners are familiar with. Uh, we learning <laughs> I, I don't I don't expect someone in a parallel industry to use proper terminology. So kudos to you for that, man. Uh, Thanks. But-
2: yeah, I mean we know that we have a lot to learn, you know, being in uh multiple uh startups in the past and having been in product mm-hmm. and engineering roles. Yeah. Um we are decidedly transparent about where we are on things. And we know that uh we have as much to to learn when we enter a new space um as value we have to offer right and so um we uh like to do it carefully and in fast iterations, and so I think a lot of our you know the people around us would say uh you know you move you move fast, how do you move so fast and it's you you listen to people like you and your listeners and yep. you build things they need yep. and uh I think too many people skip that. Listen to your customers before you start building a solution type of attitude.
0: So, so many of the the common uh, underwriting questions that you'll find on a cyber application once you get past you know just the basic business information is things like do you have MFA multi factor authentication on all of your critical uh, platforms? Now, do you have end to end encryption uh, at rest and in transit? Uh, do you have an actively managed uh, firewall? Uh, do you have off-site regular backups of your systems? You know, do you have systems and processes in place to manage and minimize the potential impact of uh social engineering or fraudulent transfer phishing attacks? Yeah. Uh, from what I see from your website, it sounds like this is exactly the sort of uh these kind of underwriting questions are specifically addressed with the way that Havoc Shield operates with your clients.
2: Yeah, pretty well. And so, you know having built the core product and it's aligned to best practice frameworks in the security industry, you know, and it's built specifically for small businesses. You know, we have a lot of this stuff in our catalog already, you know, um, all the things you mentioned, right? Whether it's configuring the stuff you already have correctly, which can be a confusing error-prone process. We built a, a, a product that, you know, is just a browser extension that overlays exactly how to make these configuration changes in front of you and then make, make sure you do it correctly. Whether it's those types of experiences of of configuring things or rolling out tools like backups or, you know, um, antivirus, EDR, vulnerability scans, stuff like that. You know, these are all, you know, pillars in a good security program. And so we built a lot of these. And what we are getting excited about now is the fact that we can talk to a broker and we can say, give us your application. Show us your application. Um, If you've got multiple carriers you're working with, you know, give, give give them all to us. And uh and we can map those to our existing catalog and we can say, great, like, you know, they want to make sure that everyone has 2FA enabled. You know, we have this module for that. Handles not only enabling it, but making sure your entire staff has it enabled and keeps it enabled. Um, you know, it handles all the orchestration and stuff like that. And it takes a lot of the it takes a lot of the um the coaching out of uh working clients through a cyber app, right? Like I I I've heard from a number of agents that like you know, they kind of shake their head like this, that, you know, it takes a long time to educate applicants uh, around what their requirements are and how to meet them and how to meet them. Like we shouldn't uh, be experts in that, right? Like we should point you in a place like one of these modules to say uh, you can use a couple of different things to solve your need for antivirus and anti-malware on every PC, but You shouldn't have to be the expert on what vendor to use and how to configure it and how it's priced and all that stuff uh, and how to roll it out. Uh, And so we try to keep it super simple with opinionating a lot of that um, and saying this is the best in class uh, way you can do it uh, and uh, reducing that coaching time. Because as an agent, you can just point on that your program that's mapped from our catalog of modules specifically to your carrier requirements. Yep, and so we're, we're taking care of all of that. Like, what does this requirement mean? How do I meet it? And so we're seeing coaching time being reduced from hours in some cases to like fifteen or zero minutes.
0: Hmm. Fantastic. So you you are not acting in essence, you know, as a a, a full service outsourced IT, a, a, an MSP type of company. You're more in that gray area of uh, auxiliary of a consultant, a coach to help people get where they need to get as far as the security or, or are you, you know, delivering those actual hands on security services as well?
2: So uh, we're a product company. Uh, so we've built all of this into uh, very carefully designed product experiences like um, uh, one of our products is called the cyber fitness assessment and it takes your requirements and it maps it into plain language and then gives your uh, insureds and your applicants an easy way to understand if they meet those requirements or not if they don't where to head next and then our program the modules are all self-serve you visit in a web browser um, you get through the requirements you hit the finish and submit button and we give you your evidence to download along with an attestation letter from us and so we want to make it scalable simple and affordable for not only the small businesses but any of our insurance partners as well so we decidedly did not take more of the professional services route on it mm-hmm. that being said uh, we have a pretty nice ecosystem um, because we also work with msps right like we have features for msps to help them manage their clients um, we work with incident response and the legal industry when you know unfortunately you do have an incident how do we help you recover from that and, and be prepared for that eventuality? Uh, and so, we have invested pretty deeply in client success to map those extra needs beyond our product to the right place and kind of keep everything in in, in that one program in one place.
0: Fantastic! I I, I love hearing the differentiation between your product and services uh, as it compares to a traditional MSP or MSSP that's doing you know active security. Uh, consulting and 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 coaching there so you're not competing with these people you're actually a potential channel partner and, and referral uh to and from these people because you know off the top of my head i'm thinking of two or three msps that might be very interested to get an introduction to havoc shield and and add what you're doing to their existing plan to keep things even more buttoned up so yep that's fantastic yeah, I mean,
2: what's awesome for them is um there's this huge labor shortage of security professionals and, you know, all of our clients, these small businesses need a lot more help than uh, what the labor market can honestly supply right now. So that's why you have these, these contractors booked out for months and months and months in advance, and they're raising their prices like crazy. Right. Um, and so what we can do since we have these security professionals on our advisory board, on our product team, you know, pushing their, their expertise into a product, um, we can uh, make it possible for uh, an MSP or an outside IT provider to bring on like an entry level tech, someone, you know, straight out of college, straight out of high school, and uh, be able to roll out a professional program using Havoc Shield, right? It's predictable in terms of what's going to get rolled out there. It doesn't take a super expensive specialist cybersecurity pro. And the kind of the same goes for the insurance industry, right? It's like, we include marketing collateral, training materials, client success time, um, and very carefully designed experiences so that you look like a, a freaking professional, right? You know what you're talking about. It includes all of the stuff to make sure that your applicants know what they're supposed to do next, that you've got the, the cybersecurity thought leadership material running in the background with your existing folks so that when renewal comes up, they know that you're the one to go with again. Um, and And so we focus just as much on that positioning as we do the, the underlying technology.
0: Well, I mean, that's the name of the game, right? You got to have additional value beyond your core product to you know, make a difference, to give someone a reason to work uh, with your insurance office over someone else. So, you know, if, if agency A and agency B are offering the same product to the marketplace, but agency B is able to deliver an additional solution, uh, exactly what you just got finished talking about, then. Yep. Agent B has a leg up over the competition, even though the insurance product might be identical. Yep. So, I mean, anything we can do to add value to the conversation that's not, you know, costing someone at the point of sale, because uh, maybe I'm, you know, making bad assumptions here. The revenue model is set up in such a way that if a, if a retail insurance agent wants to uh, purchase. A, a membership, a subscription to what you guys are doing, they can then pass that on to their clients as a value-add service and, and bake it in, right?
2: Right, yeah. So what we see with partners right now is that there's a small licensing fee that is annually for uh, the platform as a whole, the co-branding, the, the collateral that comes along with it, the training, all that sort of good stuff. Um, and uh, and then uh, there are flexible economic models for yeah your end customers. One of the, one of the most frequent things we do uh, right now is we supply a significant percent off our price per user per month and you got it right about right. It's a no brainer, you know, at retail it's 14 bucks per user per month. Um, but what we do is we make it even better if you come through one of our insurance partners. And so if you come through one of our insurance partners, um, you're getting 20, 25% off uh, for life as long as you remain a policyholder. And so we very purposely designed that so that it's a good retention
0: tool for our Mm. insurance partners. Nice. So the agent, the retail agent, would sign up, pay a one-time licensing fee, and then after that, it's a per-user fee that can very easily be uh, passed on directly to the insured. And it's simply basically pre-negotiated preferred pricing for this service as a a value-add resource.
2: Yep. Yeah. The the license licensing fee is annual, but it comes along with all the recurring benefits of sure. the, uh, the collateral and uh, quarterly updates as uh, carriers change requirements, all that stuff. But sure. you pretty much got it. And the, the thing you said about like um, having to stand out is, uh, is, is something we're learning better, how to even better support our partners on. It's like the fact is like there's a lot more insured tech types of companies out there, right? Um, that are running crazy, crazy venture-backed ads. Um, but 80% of SMBs, according to the, the Insurance Information Institute, want to do business with an independent broker, right? Or, you know, their local regional broker. And uh, you have to stand out and provide a benefit over what some of these, you know, technology companies, these insure techs are offering, or just the guy down the street, right? Yep. And so with something like this, what we thought is that you are no longer presenting just a long list of requirements that are another thing for that uh, uh, client to do. You're providing a full professional cybersecurity program that happens to get you through those requirements quite quickly as a benefit, uh, and you're leaving them with it, right? And so now they are covered, and they have good defenses in place.
0: Hey, Freedom Jumper, are you looking to take your business to the next level? Who isn't, right? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, a nationwide brokerage solutions they understand the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing marketplace. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique or outlandish they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't just survive in the competitive insurance industry. Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Get started today. Learn more at nbsbrokerage.com. Do you think the underwriter for insert carrier here might look favorably upon a formalized cybersecurity oversight program that is, you know, communicated to the underwriter? You know, do you think the cost savings on the insurance program might just offset some or all or even more than all of the cost of having Havoc Shield for a single user?
2: My expectation is that we're going to see loss ratios where Havoc Shield has been involved go way down. And... I know that's a confident statement, but um, it's a measured one by how we look at what other folks are doing out there. So there are a number of folks out there who are doing like outside-in scans and some monitoring, right? So they're scanning your website. They're saying, oh, no vulnerabilities found. They might look at your IP space a little bit. They might see if your name shows up in any data breach repositories, things like that. But they can't look. Oftentimes, and see, hey, everyone inside the company has multi-factor authentication enabled. They can't look and see that you're doing training and phishing simulations. They can't look at a lot of stuff inside your business, uh, and a lot of people don't want that monitoring, right? Right. So what we're doing is we're supplying all of these pieces that you need to have: the training, the phishing simulations, the email security tools, uh, all of that. Um, but we're actually helping you set all that up in the first place and put those tools in place. We're not just sitting there monitoring you, right? Mm. And so these companies who are doing this sort of, um, data science to get a better price, um, you know, word on the street that we're hearing is that like carriers are not super happy with that very right now, uh, because the loss ratios are not going down because that scanning, that outside in scanning is not a sufficient enough defense, uh, to actually prevent, uh, ransomware attacks or any other types of attacks. And so, um, what we think is going to happen is, is, um, Carriers more and more are going to be looking for proof and uh, you have to have proof that you have put these things in place inside your business. So the MFA, the training, the no remote desktop, all that sort of stuff, separate administrator accounts, you're going to have to prove it all. And uh, when it comes to a package of proof for your underwriters, um, we didn't present a consistent one with an attestation letter and automatic proof versus you having to collect all the screenshot evidence and it looks different every time and so we think that is going to make the underwriting flow with your underwriter much more predictable and that's going to smooth out your pipeline
0: well when we look at loss ratios when we look at uh phishing attacks and data breaches and you know social engineering fraudulent transfer uh what whatever the trigger is I mean, the statistics that I'm seeing uh, from Chubb's own cyber index report and other industry publications, and I'm a nerd, I I read things that most people find to be incredibly dry and dull, but it's very clear that human error remains the single biggest reason why bad things happen. Someone in the insured's operation made a mistake, they clicked something they shouldn't have clicked, they sent an email they shouldn't have sent, gave credentials away on a fake form That they shouldn't have given away and that opens the door for the bad people to do things so yeah i can see a very clear uh, path to exactly what you're talking about that having a focus on education and baked in accountability where you're giving a business owner the ability to test their own team members on hey are you doing the things that you're supposed to be doing and you know an unannounced uh fishing expedition where the owner of the company is, you know, testing the team to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do by, you know, having a fake email sent. Yep. That, yeah. Put your, put your underwriter hat on. That's a no brainer.
2: Yeah. And I think to that extent, the folks who use something like this are going to be able to demand better pricing from their carriers. They're going to be able to write more through the carriers, which is going to mean better pricing. Right. And, uh, And these loss ratios are going to go down with the folks who are doing this the right way and other ones are going to follow on. And so if you're leading the pack, you're going to you're going to have some distinct advantages. Um, I think it's also about like uh, the procedural controls, you know, this this um, um, uh, uh, unauthorized funds transfers is something that we're thinking about a good bit right now uh, and how to help there, because it's, uh, it's certainly like a security adjacent problem, right? Uh, but this is where we're like, we're learning a lot from the insurance industry here. And uh, what we've decided to do is kind of step into some of those um, procedural protections rather than, hey, make sure you have antivirus installed and and multi-factor authentication's on. What we're doing is we're going to launch small products that help your uh, your financially oriented clients, the folks who wire a lot of money, uh, say it's a CDA, right? Um, Uh, We're we're launching small products that give them an out-of-band capability to authorize and verify the validity of a wire transfer request. So that's kind of how we're thinking about this holistically when it comes to being helpful here is it's all that adjacent process stuff too. How do I respond to an incident? Who's on the team? Can we practice doing that? How do I make sure the wires are um, are valid and, and we're not being attacked that way? Those are all things we're trying to help with.
0: Well, just one of the, the biggest things that we hear from our clients and, and even carrier partners, you know, the conversations that we have with uh with Chubb, with Hartford, uh, with other you know, providers is the simple response. You know, what what you do in the minutes and hours immediately following a suspected breach event can go a long way towards mitigating the potential damage both directly and indirectly. So uh, I, I can't help but think that having Shield has a great opportunity to deliver some real tangible results just by having that, you know, I, I'm not saying you necessarily have a hotline because I, I imagine all the carriers have hotlines and those necessarily uh-huh. you do. So, you yeah. probably have direct access to, you know, digital forensics and other things to help someone go, oh, shoot, that wasn't supposed to happen and right. know what to do immediately because, I mean, right now the retail agent's getting that call. Oh my yep. gosh, I clicked something I shouldn't have clicked. I think bad things are happening right now. What do I do? And it's literally a second by second. You know, the delay, the decision making at that moment could have, you know, many thousands of dollars in in difference based on how you respond.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's not, right? It's like um proactive people when it comes to security understand that it's a question of when not if. Uh and uh the likelihood that you will be attacked in some way you know you can have all of the defenses in place um, but someone clicks on the wrong email link and didn't have multi-factor on or something and you know whatever the vector is you you should be prepared to respond to an attack not just think that you can defend against 100 of them and so yeah we think about that a lot and we put modules in place that teach you how to run an incident and not like I'm saying that where it sounds a little technical and a little bit scary, but we literally just like help you run assignments on who is doing what within the company and how to communicate these types of things. And at the end of it, we give you a big red number to call for help when it does happen.
0: Hmm. So you're able to assist the carrier and the retail agent with immediate triage of a potential breach event.
2: Yeah, so we have all these Um, technologies in place where we can actually help um, reduce the scope of an attack. So say it's ransomware. Um, If one of our clients calls us um, and they authorize us to do so, we can can isolate all the computers. So we can immediately stop that threat from spreading to any so far unaffected computers. Um, We can update our guidance to employees when it comes to malicious emails on a, uh, uh, you know, basis of what types of threats are occurring out there, um, uh, you know, more frequently and let them know about the types of attacks that are coming their way. Right. So from, from just knowledge all the way to the end of being able to respond to an incident, we can play a part there. You know, we don't, we don't call ourselves incident response professionals. We we partner with smart folks on that, and, and to an extent, you know, carriers have their own folks that want to they want to do it a specific way. We mm-hmm. don't we don't want to get in the way of that. Yeah, but we can certainly be a good partner in the in the response.
0: So you would also be able to partner directly with these outsourced IT companies, you know, the the retail IT service and repair folks that obviously you know have quite a bit of routine expertise know for setting up the the active monitoring of patches and you know making sure that viruses are detected or you know if something comes through an email attachment or something they're notified very quickly. But those MSPs don't have the capacity or the ability or even desire to act in those immediate response sort of ways that you're talking about. So you're basically acting as the quarterback of the whole operation it sounds like where the the business owner and executive team, the MSP and the carrier would all be receiving direct benefit from you and, and Havoc Shield. And then, of course, the retail agent sitting back here going, well, wait a second, <laughs> if the MSP is happy, if the insured is happy, if the carrier is happy, then you're 100% guaranteed the retail agent's happy because one, their service volume's a lot less, probably going to have improved loss ratios. And answering those questions that come up Now you've got support and help in answering those questions.
2: You got it. And they're writing more policies because they're not worrying about any of those things.
0: Yeah. And so what's the revenue model for the retail agent? Because I'm just openly inviting the pitch at this point. Someone's sitting out there going, holy crap, that sounds like a no-brainer. Where do I sign up? Uh, What's the revenue model for independent insurance agents if they want to get on board Havoc Shield? Obviously, you know, someone might listen to this episode a year from now. So the, the price can definitely change. You're not... Committing to any specific pricing model, but as of the time of this recording, you know What's someone looking at if they want to get on with an annual membership to Havoc Shield as an insurance agent?
2: Yeah, sure uh, So we're trying to make it a no-brainer right now. And as I said, we're still learning uh, here So we have our pricing set strategically to uh, To learn and certainly in, in the future as we have more success here that pricing will change uh, sure. But right right now to get started we have those two products that help you uh, uh, educate your customers about what the requirements are, whether they meet them or not, and then we have a seamless program that they can go into, uh, which maps specifically to your carrier's requirements. It's all co-branded, um, but those are the two pieces. Uh, it starts at uh, ten thousand per year. Uh, we can spin uh, spin one up in about two weeks time, depending on your approval of our our mapping to the carrier and everything, and 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 your launch date. Um, and, uh, it, it goes up to, you know, 20 or 30, depending on how much you want to do inside the custom program. Um, but our interest right now is also to get this in front of your, uh, your applicants mm-hmm. and, uh, your current insureds. So we will, uh, to a very large extent, waive portions of those fees, um, you know, uh, for you, uh, pushing this out to your insurance, which is obviously want to do there's, there's value in, in showing the, this off as a benefit. Sure. So uh, as much as you're willing to be a good partner to us, we're going to be a very good economic partner. And we also do, you know, for the smaller firms, uh, we will do quarterly billing um, and, uh, you know, we'll be flexible with uh, with what types of uh, economic needs you have.
0: Great now i know a lot of my friends and colleagues are capitalists and are always you know taking the entrepreneurial angle so uh you have some kind of revenue model set up for uh splits or affiliate marketing or anything like that for the people that uh want to be participating and one get their cost as low as possible for the retail agent uh but also participate in the revenue that's generated because mm-hmm. i mean it's obviously a recurring annual revenue which any smart insurance person that is our favorite kind of money, yeah. the repeating <laughs> money.
2: Yeah, we have a reseller program that has tiered uh, pricing. So it's wholesale pricing. Uh, I think we start out at a 20% discount and that grows as you sell more. Great. Um, and that's where you can continue to price it as you will and, uh, and move through that. We haven't priced the insurance industry specific products into that program, but Mm -hmm. certainly with the right types of deals, we could, it's more the core platform. Sure. Um, and then, uh, from an affiliate point of view, we have a give 10, get 10 program. Uh, and so, uh, um, for, uh, the first year, um, you can refer someone in if they sign up, they get 10% off for the first year and you get 10% of their retail fee for the first year. And so for any, Like average client, I'd say that represents about 400 bucks.
0: Nice. So for those of us out there that are uh, writing business that has service fees attached to it, if we wanted to be absorbing the cost of uh, this platform for uninsured, we can obviously have the option of setting up billing through the retail agent who then just includes that in their cost basis for the client and makes up for that through the service fee. I'm guessing you guys have thought about that eventuality, right?
2: yeah so we do provide the flexibility of doing that and we do have partners who will buy uh like a bulk uh activation code uh list and will uh sell those those sort of access to the custom program and the modules therein for a certain period of time we'll sell those at a good wholesale rate um, and you can use those to incentivize speed through a program right like if you've got someone on the hook and you want to close them faster and they're kind of oh, i don't really want to do this right now or you know how much value is here you you can make the decision to use one of these codes to incentivize them to go through the program and you can pay for any period of time you like it can be three months six months a year whatever it might be so yeah we have good flexibility to make that a reality for folks
0: so what you're saying is havoc shield can be a fishing hook Where you're deploying that uh, in the sales process to help, you know, land the plane, so to speak, you know, give someone 90 days as a prospecting tool and knowing full well that once they get accustomed to using it, uh, they're not going to want the sugar to stop flowing.
2: Yeah, you got it. And even better is uh, the next year when renewal comes around uh, and they need to prove that they've had all this stuff in place and the requirements are there again on the application. It's a button click. And you get it for free as the agent.
0: right? Oh, so that
2: renewal becomes so much more predictable and, and quicker.
0: Well, and then you get to argue for better terms and pricing from the underwriter, which means your retention stays higher on all of those accounts.
2: That's what we hope for partners, yeah.
0: No, no, that's fantastic, man. It sounds like there's a lot of moving parts here. Uh, so the the long and the short of it is the retail agent has the opportunity to uh, gain access to the network and provide these services to their clients couple of different ways to get steep discounts because uh, obviously, you know, someone who's listening to this, who's a smaller office is going to go 10 grand. Crap, mm-hmm. man, that's a lot. Even if I'm paying quarterly, you know, $2,500 a quarter, well, you know, for someone who has, you know, two or three people on their team, maybe less. Now we're, we're talking about more than half of the next team members payroll. Yeah. So, uh,
2: the way that we think about it is it depends on how much premium you're writing. Yeah. Right. And so. We kind of built like a, an impact calculator to help mm-hmm. people understand this. Um, and I'm happy to like share a version of that in the show notes, if you like too
0: yeah, man. um, that'd be great.
2: The idea is like, uh, uh, you, you let us know how much premium you write. You'd like to write what your average policy in terms of the, the premium size looks like how much commission you earn. Um, how long it takes right now to coach someone on average through an application, how much time you're spending there, which is money. Right. And, nope. uh, and the, the average time it takes to go from, I've sent the application to the, to the applicant to, I got it back and it's ready to submit to underwriting, which is usually longer than you want it to be. And then we say, okay, we can decrease that down by 50%, 50% or better. Uh, and then we'll show you the economic impact of saving that coaching time because we reduced it, cut it in half or better. Um, and the throughput that's created by you being able to focus on writing more applications rather than coaching, waiting on more applications and just not being constrained by time in terms of how much premium you can get through the door and for someone who writes, you know let's call it 5 million in premium a year. And I know that's a bit larger than some folks do, but let's say that, you know, and you write a a uh, $1,500, you know, minimum policy um, and we can take you from an application that takes 15 days to get submitted to underwriting to seven, which like we have partners that are, their insurance do it in two um, then, you know, your impact is over 380 grand in, uh, in total financial, uh, in commission and savings. So yeah, ten grand sounds like a lot until you realize what the impact is.
0: Yep. You know, in in all fairness, uh, most of the people, I would say a very high percentage of the people, are sitting here going, "Wow, you know, five million in in new premium a year." Now that's uh, I'd love to be doing that. So uh, they, obviously, there's some smaller numbers involved here. A, a lot of yep. the people uh, listen to this show uh, probably are not at the five million in premium a year mark. I would say most of them, but the What you're saying is still absolutely true. You know, when you factor in uh, the impact, especially opportunity cost and other indirect costs, it's a lot easier to rationalize uh, that kind of expenditure, especially if you're able to stand out and land more accounts because you're delivering a value-add service.
2: Yeah, and even for those smaller folks that are doing, you know, half a million in premium, 10 times less, the impact there is still uh, almost four times that $10,000.
0: Yeah, thirty-eight thousand dollars, if my brain math is correct. So, yep,
2: it's the end of the day. So I had to do it in the calculator. <laughs> no, you're
0: good, man. No, it, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't need to sound like I am selling for Brian here, for, uh, Freedom Jumpers. But uh, I think as the market progresses uh, and we find ourselves finding it harder and harder to get easy wins in cyber and data breach. Uh, as underwriters get more and more submissions and have the same capacity as they did before, you know these kind of things that we're doing in the marketplace. You know, adding these value resources is how we win. It's how we stand out from uh, the average bear, so to speak. So, Brian, I miss anything as we get ready to land the plane? I think we're about done uh, with what I wanted to cover here. Is there anything that we missed in your mind?
2: I uh, I always like to leave some actionable advice at the end of one of these. So I think this crowd's way better informed, uh, you know, than, than not, but like a uh, couple impactful things to save your own skin, two factor on that, everything. Keep your computers updated and train your people. Those three things like are almost free. The training might cost you a dollar a person, but the first two are, are totally free. And those three things will keep you well above the water in most cases.
0: Well, and MFA, 2FA, whatever you call it, at this point, I see it as absolutely mandatory for every business, you know, because email spoofing and password resets are are so, so, so commonplace. If you don't have MFA turned on, you really are just inviting disaster. So the momentary inconvenience of, okay, let me pull my phone out and read a code in my text message. That tiny little momentary inconvenience is saving you from a massive headache when you have a breach event. You got it. So, and and I say exactly the same thing with the insurance we talked to. Oh gosh, do I have to have MFA turned on for everything? That's so annoying. Well, you know what's more annoying, my friend, uh, is dealing with a wide-scale breach event. And oh, that's right. You end up in the news for all the wrong reasons. Yep. So, yeah, oh, I I definitely sound like I'm on Havoc Shield sales team now, so uh, I better <laughs> stop talking. Man, uh, Brian Fritton, this has been insightful and, and quick and to the point. You're almost 20 minutes shorter than our typical episode, so uh, I appreciate the expertise that you've added to our dialogue here. Uh, is there anything, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up?
2: Uh, no, I mean, we'd love to show people the value, uh, you know, if any listeners are curious. Um, we... Uh, Take being humans in front of all the technology really seriously. So the one thing I'd say is, uh, you know, security is a sticky topic and it takes some conversation. Yep. So customer or not, leader or not, uh, if you want to talk, if you want to learn more about what's across the fence, um, email me. It's just Brian, B R I A N at com.
0: And guys, I will put all of this detail information in the show notes. So if you want to see the web address and Brian's contact email uh, links to any resources or downloadables that Brian has on the sales and marketing side of what Havoc Shield does, we'll be sure and put all that in the show notes for you. Uh, A lot of people don't read the show notes, but if you do, there's good stuff in there. So uh, don't skip that part unless you just like missing out on good resources. Um, So, Brian, this is it for another episode. I really appreciate you making time to be with us. Hopefully, you get some good traffic out of this. Uh, I think what you are delivering to the marketplace is definitely relevant for our freedom jumpers. Uh, And that is it, boys and girls. Uh, This has been another episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. We take our listeners from captive to indie to market domination. Make it a great day, boys and girls. We will talk to you real soon. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite podcasting platform to get automatic updates on every new episode and help other people find us organically. If you like the content you hear, please drop us a quick review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share Agency Freedom with someone you know who is still on the captive side of the insurance world. They'll thank you later you can connect with other freedom jumpers ask questions get advice and share your best practices in our facebook group just type agency freedom podcast in the search bar visit our website at agencyfreedompodcast.com to sign up for our email list and get access to exclusive resources and sign up to be a potential future guest on the show we welcome your comments feedback and ideas Email podcast at riskwell.com, and we'll look forward to hearing from you. Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help our listeners go from captive to indie to market domination. Until next time, let's go.
3: Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it.